Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks for knocking the door on my podcast today. I'm excited. I'm excited to introduce you to a woman by the name of Jill Schultz, who honestly, I just kind of, kind of know because she interviewed me. And as a result of her interviewing me, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta extend this conversation. So welcome, Jill. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. So thank you. So this is where I'm going to begin. I know a little bit about you. I'm intrigued by these two words. And my hope is I can pronounce the second word. You are a serial entrepreneur. <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, what is, I know what a serial killer is. What is a serial <laughs> entrepreneur? Oh and say entrepreneur for us. Entrepreneur. Okay. What is one? Um, I have four businesses. So I, I have, you don't want to get inside this head. Like I always have different ideas coming up that I feel like I need to execute. And, you know, they say broad is broke, but <laughs> um, I just, I have one of those minds that is constantly has ideas and I, I just get excited and want to execute on them. So tell us what the four businesses are. Okay. So I have, I have an event planning, corporate event planning business that I've had for 20 years. And I have a wine business, which is really fun. And I do vacation rentals. Um, I do Airbnb. And then I have my new project, my, um, which is Second Act CEO, which is why you and I met. And do you want me to go a little bit into that? or do you, okay? Not yet, because I got yet? questions okay. for you. I got questions. Okay. So okay. I, I really, really, really do believe that like energy attracts like energy. Yeah. And I did not know you had an event planning business for 20 years. Yes. So early, 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 early in my career, I was the director of special events for the Chicago office of the American Cancer Society. Okay. So I planned, implemented events with many, 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 many volunteers. And the intention of the events was to raise awareness, but to raise money. So I'll give you an example. We had um, an annual bike-a-thon throughout the entire city of Chicago that raised over $1 million in one day. That's amazing. So I know what type of a brain and the attention to detail that events require. How did you get into that? Oh, that is a long, boring story, but um, I'll, I'll, I will share this part with you. It's definitely like my calling because when I was a little girl, I, the day after my birthday, I would start planning my birthday for the next year. <laughs> so my mom's like, this is definitely where you were meant to be, but. Um, it started out with me partnering with pharmaceutical reps and medical device reps and supporting them when they were bringing food into doctor's offices and things like that. And obviously right now events are at a standstill. So um, I'm trying to figure out what to do with that business right now. 
were you were you ever involved with any events that raised money? I donate my time for those types of events. I've done a lot of stuff um, within the NFL. Um, and, uh, you know, I've been to Super Bowl several times uh, working with different um, NFL players doing just just donating my time for their charity events. So after the Cancer Society, I worked for the National Office of Easter Seals and I was their national event consultant. So I worked with our offices all over the entire country, which was fascinating because I got to know the differences, you know, the Southern folks as opposed to the folks in New Jersey compared to the people in Utah, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> but then, then I worked with UNICEF and we did some unbelievable events. I remember we brought Harry Belafonte in and that was one of those, wow. Yeah. So I'm intrigued. You mentioned the Super Bowl. Who, who were the halftime entertainers at the Super Bowls that you were at? Well, so I didn't actually go to the games. I was there um, prior to for the pre-parties and things like that. And we would do our charity events prior to. But I was never lucky enough to go to the games. So, so do you have, like, when you think of all the events that you were involved with, is there one that really, really rises to the top? Oh, boy. Um, two years ago, I, yeah, two years, and this wasn't even a Super Bowl event. This was, um, I do uh, events with Earl Campbell out of Texas. And two years ago, we did his charity event. I, I go every year to Texas to do the event. But for some reason, that one was really, really a special event. Um, and I don't, I don't know if I can put my finger on what made it so special. I think it's a, it's a pretty big community family that does the event every year. So we all come in together. And just knowing that we're doing good, it's for MS. And just knowing that we're raising money for such a, a great cause and just having that group come back together again was really, really fun. So for people that are listening that don't know who Earl is, tell them who Earl is. Earl Campbell used to play for uh, the Titans. Um, he was a big, big, big time player. So um, there's a, he's a, I think he's University of Texas. I don't want to, I know that it's a big, big rivalry there. So I hope I'm saying the right one. The Longhorns, it's Texas Longhorns is uh, who Earl played for in college. And then he was drafted to the NFL and he played for the Titans. And he's uh, definitely a big name. And, and why, let folks know what MS, but why MS? Why the connection with MS? That's actually a really, really great story. Um, multiple sclerosis is MS. And so his son, Tyler Campbell, was going to San Diego State. I live in San Diego. He was going to San Diego State. And um, he was just getting ready to be drafted to the NFL and woke up one morning and couldn't get out of bed and was diagnosed with MS. So that's why um, Earl obviously has chosen to really support that um, charity. But Tyler's amazing. You can Google him. Um, it's Tyler Speaks, I think is his tagline. And he's a, he's a motivational speaker and he is, he's amazing. He's a badass. Can I say that on here? <laughs> Can I say badass? Do you see my shirt? <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Yep. 
not only can you say it, but we're going to talk about that in a little bit. So about how old is Tyler? Tyler is probably in his early, late 20s, early 30s now. And is the MS progressing? He has it under control. You know, I see him once a year. Um, I'm sure that he struggles, but he has it pretty, pretty well under control. You would not know that he had MS unless you knew him and he talked about it. And he talks about it a lot because that's his, you know, what he supports. But yeah, you wouldn't know it. So I firmly believe that unless we ask, we're not going to receive. Will you connect me with Tyler so I can chat with him on the podcast? Sure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. What's your favorite wine? Oh, all of them. (laughs) Whenever whenever somebody asks me that, I usually say yes. (laughs) Um, I would say if I had to pick one, I would say Zinfandel is my favorite. Red Zinfandel, not white Zinfandel, but red Zinfandel. And what's the biggest misconception do you think out there about wines? I think people are under the impression that wine is very pretentious and the way that we train about wine, it's very approachable and, and really, really fun. We have a, a psalm that works for our company. I work, my company is Boisset Collection. Um, and we have this woman, her name is Marnie Old and she is just something else. Like she's very animated and she, the way that she describes wine, it really makes it approachable and um, really fun. That's so interesting. Maybe because I'm from the Midwest, I don't see wine as being pretentious. Okay. I see really, really, really expensive tequila as being pretentious. And I love to be with friends who order and pay for really, really, really expensive tequila. tequila. Yeah. Yeah. I love tequila. I, I, I have a bottle in my freezer right now. So I'm that's probably my second. It's wine and tequila is what I am usually tasting. So let folks know again, what's the name of the business, the wine business? It's Boisse Collection, Boisse Collection. And if you, can I tell them how to reach me? Not only can you, you better. Okay. So it's BoisseCollection.com and Boisse is B-O-I-S-S-E-T. It's French. So we have a French collection and a California wines, um, and then just forward slash Jill S, and that's how you would get to me there. So, what what does Boisse mean in French? It's actually their last name. It's a family name. Oh, cool! And it has the double S, the same mm-hmm. as the word badass. Yes, that's exactly the same. There's as a badass. there's a theme. Boisse badass. <laughs> okay. So you also have, because you're a serial entrepreneur, you have a vacation rental business. What's your all-time favorite place to go to on vacation? Oh, well, my favorite trip so far, because actually every year I win a trip with my wine business, and my favorite trip was to the south of France. Tell us a little bit about the south of France. Nice, in fact, was where we went. And we went to Monaco. And I actually sat at the Monte Carlo sipping martinis and ran into a friend of mine from San Diego there. It was really, really random. But that's just a beautiful, beautiful area. The beaches are gorgeous. And, you know, 
a lot of little shops and bars and restaurants that you can just walk to. It was just a really, really magical trip. Was that someplace that you had always wanted to go? Um, no, not necessarily. Um, so every year when I win this trip, we always plan an extended trip and we just picked the extension to, to do the South of France that year. And it was fun. It was really fun. Sounds it sounds spectacular. Do you know, um, I have a woman on my staff and she is the IBG. And the, and the way that I can remember that is because of- I don't know what our, that means. Well, I'll tell you in a second. Okay. But, but I, I first say RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Okay, right. And, and then I switch to IBG. Okay. My friend Dawn is the international badass guide. Okay. <laughs> so she plans all of the international trips that we're going to take once the COVID releases us. Yeah. And if the universe feels that the timing is right, in um, the spring, we're going to go to South Africa, oh. which is where her husband is from. Okay. And then in July, my son Rory, who passed away at 13 and a half, his birthday's July 24th. And my wife is 100% Irish. My mom is 100% Irish. My grandma's people are still in Femit. My grandpa's people are still in Dunbeg. I've been there twice, but in July, over Rory's birthday, we're gonna be in Ireland. Then we're going to go to Scotland. Then we're going to go to Wales. So we're going to do a retreat for 12 people in each of those places. In 2022, we're going to do Australia and New Zealand. I definitely want to go to Greece. I absolutely want to go to the south of France. In fact, I was just saying to someone, I want to go to Monaco. I want to go to Cannes. You know, I just, I want to experience all of that. Yeah. That area is so great because everything's really close and you can just hop on the train. And uh, from Nice, you can go to Monte Carlo in 25 minutes. You can go to Cannes in like an hour, Antibes. It's all right there. So it was, it's, I, I definitely encourage you to make that trip. I am going to make that trip. The, the intention is set, the vision is held, I'm doing it. Done. So you have a friend that you're inspired by and her name's Allison. Yeah. Can you share with us, Allison? Yes, I would love to. Thank you for asking. So um, Allison was just doing some work for me a couple years ago and she had just, she'd been married for 25 years and her husband left her for a younger woman. And she found herself in this place where she thought that she was financially set and she wasn't. So, you know, after being out of the workforce for 20 years, she had to get back in and just to watch the pain and fear that she went through um, in that process just really inspired me to be a champion for women that are in that transitional space, whether they've lost their husband to um, a death or if they're, you know, getting divorced. I just really have a passion for, for helping those women either find a job or start a business. And that's how you and I met. So, when people look at me, you know, the guy with the two dead kids and the dead wife, they think, well, he 
talks about grief and most people immediately associate grief with a physical death. Right. But the way I define grief is it's automatic, it's internal, and it's a learned response to the end of a dream. So Allison had a dream for her life like all of us. Yeah. And when that dream came crashing in, she experiences grief. In this age of complete international upheaval on so many different levels, I don't know who alive isn't experiencing grief. Yeah, it's rampant right now. So you, you have something, I love this. I mean, the same way that I love the serial entrepreneur, second act CEO, mm -hmm. second act CEO. Yeah. I, wanna, I wanna share something with you. Okay. For reasons that I do understand, probably 98% of the people that follow me are women. I often wonder, you know, the men whose child dies, the men whose wife dies, the men whose sibling dies, what do they do with their grief? I know what they do with their grief. They stuff it, they repress it, they pretend yeah. it's not there because to be a he-man, you don't feel your feelings and emotions. Yeah. And then it expresses itself in cancer or in a heart attack or they drink or they cheat on their wife or whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. I, in the uh, beginning of the summer, I worked with 22 women, all of them living with the death of someone that they love. We were together for three weeks online, completely virtual, and we created a safe, sacred space my work is based on the work of Carl Rogers. I studied with his daughter, Natalie. And in three weeks, the healing that occurred and the relationships that developed, and they decided, they decided this, that they were authentic, number one badasses. That's what kind of brought them together. Yeah. They asked to have this t-shirt made. And what's hysterical is my mom's 88. And when I told her about it, she's like, oh my Lord, does it have to be that? And I'm like, yeah, apparently it does. Yeah. I mean, apparently it does. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so tell us about Second Act CEO and tell us about this amazing interview series that you're putting together. Yes, I'm so excited and I'm so grateful that you're a part of it because I think that you add so much value. Um, so it's going to be 21 experts that are pouring into this community with either inspiration or tips or, um, you know, just anything that you can think of that would help you in this in this time of transition. And I still kicking the tires on this one, but I think I'm going to do the 21 experts in 11 days, do two a day, and we're going to do them Facebook live. So they're pre-recorded, but we're going to do them Facebook live. And you've already, we've already talked about you um, coming on with me for that Facebook live. And if anyone's interested in hearing these expert speakers, um, they can go to thrivingafterhesgone.com and register. And I'm sure that you want to see the interview with Tom because it was really, really insightful and powerful. And I know for those of you who obviously are following him and you know his story, it's just 
such so inspirational to see what you have done, Tom, with your grief and how you live your life now, because you are just, you're so full of life, you know, and you're so excited to be here and your story is more tragic than most. Right. So uh, I'm inspired by you and um, I would love for anyone who feels like they need, you know, they need support creating security right now or gaining confidence to be able to stand on your own two feet. We would love, love, love for you to come into our community and, and watch this series. So thriving at, yeah, thriving after he's gone.com. And it's just an opt-in page. You just put your name, email, you can put your phone number there. And um, when we are getting ready to launch, you'll start getting emails of uh, the speakers in the days and we're launching October 19th. So and what are the different areas that you're going to address? Okay, so um, we are going to have a LinkedIn specialist and I'm still getting speakers together so I don't have everyone on board yet. Um, so I will tell you a few of, of the, the lineup that I have. Um, we are doing uh, the LinkedIn specialist who is gonna really just give you some great tips on um, you know, whether or not it's important for you to have a LinkedIn profile if you're looking for work and, and how you can beef it up. Um, even if you've uh, been a stay-at-home mom, there are keywords that you can use. Um, we have, of course, Tom, who's talking about not grief, but life and, you know, passionately moving forward. Um, I have um, different people who, who have been divorced. I talked to a woman today who... Um, she's called the divorce whisperer, <laughs> which I love. Um, and so just, you know, a lot of different people that are on that topic. Um, I have another woman, her name's Mary Kelly, and she's going to take us through a checklist of the paperwork that needs to be done. Um, Cause a lot of times you don't know what needs to be done, right? Like going, getting your insurance transferred or finding out where the stocks and bonds are and, you know, getting your name taken on or redoing your driver's license or any, anything like that, any of the little steps that you need to, um, help you to, to move forward and, and, you know, find a job or start a business. And I would invite anybody if they want, are interested in, in wine business, they can join me in my wine business too. Do you have a, are you speaking with a financial planner? Um, I have a financial planner. So I have three phases that are in my rollout and phase three is going to be in a Facebook group. And I have a financial planner who has 16 different courses that she's going to be training on. So anything from opening a checking account to investing in stocks, um, like the whole gamut she's going to be uh, addressing. So, yeah, but I'm open to hearing if you have somebody else that you would recommend um, for the- I, I do, I do, but there's no reason why you would trust me because I told you I would already, I, I'm behind. I, I actually know four people that I think would be phenomenal. So I promise you, I will get that info out ASAP. Okay. So it starts October 19th and you're thinking it's gonna go for 11 days? Yes. To a day. To a day. Yeah, I love that. And will they be available for just a limited amount of time to actually listen to them? They, the videos will be available for 24, uh, probably 48 hours, but if they wanna buy lifetime access, they can buy that as well. Very so cool. Can, yeah, yeah, so they can have it. And I, you know what, I, I think that's such a great idea. Um, 
there's a woman who I follow. Her name is Shanna Sumter. And if you don't know her, she's a Christian woman and she's, she's a badass. Like she's a, she's a firecracker. And she did this whole series called Faith and Money Revealed. And it was all these business owners that have God in their business. And it was 45 days and I wish that I had purchased it because there were so many nuggets in there that I would love to be able to go back and listen to. So this yeah. is really interesting. Let's, let's test something. Okay. Um, seven degrees of separation. If, not if, because you and I have unlimited power, who are your top three women that you would like to have a conversation with for this interview series? Oprah, um, Maria Shriver, who I have reached out to Maria Shriver, but I haven't heard anything back. And I don't, I haven't thought about a third, maybe Kesha, because she went through such a terrible experience with her divorce. God, I love, talk about a badass. Yeah. Do you have her, her, that, her, that latest CD, the, the, when she's talking, she, one of them is the prayer, but then the other one is like, I'm a, 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 a mother. Do you know that song that I'm talking <laughs> no, about? I'm going to listen to it as soon as we get off here though. Oh my God. All right. We got Oprah. We got Maria Shriver, Kesha. Give me two more. Oh. I don't know who's who's like high profile that's gone through a terrible divorce. I don't know, maybe Jennifer Gardner. Um, well, Jennifer Aniston would be great, right? <laughs> I will try to get you my my like like ninety percent of men my age. I can't tell you how many times I've literally seen myself married to Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> uh. You know, she dumped Brad Pitt. She dumped the dark haired guy. You know, she's just waiting for me. Okay, I'm going to put it out there. Okay, I love it. Oprah is not divorced. No, but she, I mean, just having her be part of this, the inspiration, they don't have to be divorced. They just have to come with a great message of inspiration and power and, um, you know, something that people... How many people would sign up for this series if, if Oprah was one of the speakers, right? Okay, we got Oprah, Maria Shriver, Kesha, Jennifer Gardner, Jennifer Aniston. Let's see who we can attract. Okay. And you know what else I'm going to do? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to also say, who do you know that might be absolutely perfect for this series and see what the universe presents? Well, Maria Shriver would be perfect because of her, her story, you know? Yeah, my hunch is so interesting. So um, my son's name is Rory. Ethel Kennedy's child that she gave birth to after her husband was assassinated is Rory Kennedy. Okay. The Kennedys... Um, have obviously like over the last three or four years or five years have really dealt with unbelievable deaths and i know that they are aware of permission to mourn i know that they have read permission to mourn so we'll put it out there 
put it out there, see what happens. Yeah. Um, I got uh, a question for you. Two books, two books you would recommend. One for personal growth, the other for business. What are your two favorite books? Okay. Um, I, I'm looking at my, my books up here right now. Um, anything, have, anything with Tony Robbins is, oh, he's one. I would love to have him on, <laughs> right? <laughs> Even though, write his name down. Um, yeah, anything, I just am so inspired by Tony Robbins. And I've listened to um, uh, CDs on, with him and his wife talking. And their, their idea about marriage and um, giving to a marriage, I think, is so beautiful. It really is about just being as selfless as possible and making sure that your spouse is happy. And when you do that and they meet you at that same level, can you imagine having a marriage like that where it's your only desire to just make your spouse happy and live the, the most beautiful life that they can? I think that's amazing. Um, business book. I love Profit First. Tell us about Profit First. Pro Profit First is all about, remember, maybe your mother did this or your mother didn't do it, but she'd have different envelopes for different bills. Like she'd have an envelope for um, groceries. She'd have an envelope for this, an envelope for that. Um, so that's really what Profit First is. It's all about taking a percentage of what you make and paying yourself first, making sure that you have your money set aside for your taxes and um, op operational costs. So there's different bank accounts that you open for each of those. And uh, once you get in the habit of it, it, it starts to snowball. And they tell you just to start out doing 1%, so it's not like a really aggressive amount. But once you see that money start to build in your account, um, and you know, I love, what people say about taxes, uh, you know, people complain about having to pay taxes all the time. I look at it as I'm grateful that I get to pay taxes because I've made money in order to pay taxes, right? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. That's the shift in perception. That's yeah. abundance as opposed to lack. Yeah. Have you ever um, been in a Tony Robbins conference, workshop, seminar? Yes, it changed my life. I went to the Unleash the Power Within, um, I think it was probably three and a half years ago, and it really was a game changer for me. I, I, I really, at that conference, figured out that I am a badass, and I'm amazing and lovable, and you know all those stories that we tell ourselves that, um, that all that racket that I had going on, I was able to release that at that conference, and um, my business has significantly changed because of that too. I decided <clears throat> at that conference, I decided that I needed to level up and I needed to start surrounding myself with people that were successful because when you do that, you, it, it's an automatic competition and it's not in a bad way. It's just, you just start to level yourself up because you're around people that are doing things at a, at a higher level than you are. So I joined an organization called EO entrepreneurs organization. And um, it has just been, I, it was like, I walked in that room and I was like, oh, I found my people because entrepreneurs think differently than, than most people do, you know? So it was Tony, I would encourage 
everybody to do Tony Robbins, although it's really sad now that he's doing everything virtually because to be there in that experience is so amazing. I think we danced 90% of the time. (laughs) For three days, we were up dancing and just celebrating life and, you know, getting in that energy. It was really, really cool. Have you? Not Tony. No, 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 no. Um, I've been in the presence of Miss Winfrey, as I like to call her. I know you have. That's amazing. More than once. Oh, okay. I've been in the presence of the Dalai Lama. That wasn't too shabby. Wow. Yeah. What does that feel like? So I was raised Catholic. I was too. So I remember hearing stories about people that just wanted to reach out and touch like the cloak of Jesus. Mm. It's hard for me to really, really convey what this was like, but there were probably five of us in our party and we knew the head of the Dalai Lama's security. So he literally brought the Dalai Lama over to us. So we shook his hand, we looked in his eyes, Uh. and he spoke to us. And each one of us had the same experience. The Dalai Lama was able to send this energy into our bodies that I believe literally changed our DNA. Yeah. And I felt, I felt that electric, I can feel the electric current right now as I'm talking about it, but in a very real sense, I felt it 24 hours a day, seven days a week for well over a year. Wow. We all did. And the only thing I can think of is that must have been what it was like when people touched Jesus's cloak. Mm. I've had that experience twice before. Um, I worked with a shaman in Oak Park, Illinois, whose name is Annette, and she had been a um, Catholic nun, married, and she left the convent, married a Catholic priest. And I saw her after my wife, Trish, died. And being in her presence was like being in the presence of Jesus. And then I worked with a guy, his name's Al Bach, and he he works in North, or he used to work. He just retired. He just retired. Do you know what EMDR is? Uh, Refresh my memory. Isn't it some sort of, uh, yeah, do tell me. It's eye, eye movement desensitization reprogram or something, EMDR. And it's a a way to release ourselves from the um, emotional charge of traumatic events. Okay. So when I worked with Dr. Bodkin, I had to literally go back to when my daughter Erin died. I had to go back to when Trish died. I had to go back to when Rory died. And he helped me just through rapid eye movement, really speed up, speed up, speed up the brain so that I can revisit that in my mind or I can talk about it. And there's no emotional pain connected to it whatsoever. Wow. So it's freedom. It's it's absolutely freedom. And being with him, it was like, oh, Lordy, this must be what it's like to be in the presence of Jesus. Wow. Have you ever experienced anything like that? Uh, When I met Jerry Rice. (laughs) 
I'm being facetious, but that was pretty cool because I was a big fan of Jerry, but that's silly. Um, not, uh, I don't think on a, on a grand spiritual level like that. No, I'm envious. Cause I think that would be really, really special. Ask for it. Put yeah. it out there. Okay. I love that you are, are such a manifester. Cause I, I am too, but I don't feel like I put myself in that space enough. You know what I mean? Like you are constantly creating, right? Like that's just, that's just who you are now. And, um, I have to remind myself to, to do that. So I love that you're reminding me right now to do that. So blessedly, one of the differences between you and me, I'm assuming is you have not seriously, seriously, seriously considered suicide many, many, many times. And I have. Yeah. So the fact that I'm still here and I wake up every morning so grateful and I know how powerful every single human being is when we tap into the power of the divine. Oh, Lordy. I mean, I don't, I don't want to miss an opportunity to create yeah. whatever, whatever I possibly can. I believe, I absolutely believe that nobody really came to the planet to suffer we actually came to live these glorious, optimal, radiant lives. And I get it. You described my life as being tragic or that I've lived through tragedies. I get that. I promise you, that's not how I see my experiences at all. Now. They're, they're, even then, I mean, oh. even then. I mean, I knew that they, they were unbelievable. You know what? My daughter Erin's death was tragic. Yeah. Yes. Yes, that was. Um, and then I learned, you know, then I learned. And my life is unbelievable. It's incomprehensible. It's mind blowing. You got to be fucking kidding me. But it's my life. And I honestly wouldn't trade it because of everything that I've learned, everything that I've become. So for me, along the way, I've gotten glimpses of what I call my optimal life. And, and when I key into those glimpses, then I work to manifest that, manifest that, manifest it. And I've been pretty damn successful in doing that. That's, I love Miss Winfrey. I always wanted to be on Miss Winfrey's show. And Honestly, my wife is dying in the hospital. And the voice that's speaking, speaking to me says, pay really close attention. Yeah. You're going to tell the story on the Oprah Winfrey show. And four months later, I'm telling the story. That got my attention. You know, it's yeah. like, yeah. okay, if I could do that, what else can I do? Yeah. So do you Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, do you have like a book that you recommend on that vein, like um, Ask and It Is Given or something that you found to be very helpful to guide you into doing uh, manifesting your life? And, and really, it's co-creating with, with God or your higher power. I, I call it God, but some people call it universe. Um, is there a book that you recommend? So have you read the book, Ask and It Is Given? Yeah, I have. A, I haven't. I, yes. I haven't read it all the way and it's sitting on my, my, uh, right next to my bed and I need to pull it back out again. Cause it's pretty cool. Right. But is there a different one that you recommend too? So that's Abraham. Uh, -huh. yeah. 
you know what? I, I've been with, I, when Jerry Hicks was alive, I, I was with he and Esther. And I remember like the first hour, I thought you two people are just batshit crazy. <laughs> it is a little, it is different, yes. <laughs> but then the second hour, I was really, really into it. There's a lot that, they, that Abraham teaches through Esther that I really, really love. Some of it does not resonate with me, and that's totally cool. There's another, um, this is so interesting. So my parents are as Catholic as Catholic can be. My dad died a year, about a year ago. Oh, I'm sorry. Thanks. He actually had the most magnificent death. It was glorious. It was the first time that I realized you could actually have a peaceful death. But so after my daughter Erin died, my parents, my very, very Catholic parents said, oh, we're going to give you this book. It's called Emmanuel's Book. And they gave us a CD. It's similar to Esther and Jerry in that there's a woman, her name is Pat, R-O-D-E-G-A-S-T. She's since passed away. And she channeled you know, an entity of spirits called Emmanuel. This is a, it's a magnificent, very yeah. easy to read. I book. just, yeah. I just wrote it down. Yeah, I love that. Um, you know what? Do you know who Michael Beckwith is? The guy? Yeah. Yeah. I really like what he says about manifesting. I think I, he's a pastor, right? Yeah. In, yeah. In, I went to his church in LA. Yeah. Yeah. His wife is, her name is Ricky. She, uh, she's an in incredible, incredible musician. Uh, I, I have some of her CDs. So you're familiar with uh, The Secret? Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that years ago. Do you know that Esther and Jerry were originally part of it? They were actually, they were actually the um, inspiration for it. I did not know that. And then the woman, I know her last name is Byrne, the woman who made millions and millions as a result of it. Rhonda. She kicked Jerry and Esther out. Well, that's not good karma. I mean, you can Google it. So she kicked Jerry and Esther out for a reason. Um, my most powerful influential teachers, Gary Zukoff, who wrote The Seed of the Soul. I reached out to Gary to ask him to be part of this. My hunch is you didn't get a response. I got a canned response. Yeah. I threw your name in there. You know what? At this stage in the game, that does not surprise me one bit. Yeah. I just, um, I, I stabbed in the dark. So this is what Gary said about the secret, and this is what really, re really resonates with me. This is what I teach, that, that healing, expansion, growth, manifesting, it begins with setting the intention. It begins with creating and holding the vision. Mm -hmm. So both of those are from the secret. You know, I want a Ferrari. I see myself in the Ferrari. 
And where the secret ended is then people sat on their asses and waited for the Ferrari to show up. Yeah. Didn't happen. But the creator of the secret happened for her. She made millions and millions and millions. She forgot two steps, it's intention, it's vision. And then we have to daydream the vision. Yeah. I have to see myself in that Ferrari. I have to feel what it feels like to be driving the Ferrari. Am I wearing cool sunglasses? What kind of shirt do I have on? What yeah. are my shoes? Because then I'm vibrating at the level of someone who owns a Ferrari. This is right out of Abraham. It's the yeah. vibration that draws the Ferrari to me. But I still can't just sit on my ass. Yeah. I have to take steps. Okay, maybe I need to make some money. Maybe I need to have a job. Maybe I need to make sure I have my driver's license. So it's, it's intention, it's vision, it's feeling the feelings of living the vision and then it's taking action steps. That's how I manifest what I manifest. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Okay. When you're living your optimal life, what are you actually doing? I love what I do for work so much that I, I work a lot. Like I'm this new second act CEO I've been working on since June and it has taken up a significant amount of time, but you know, I'm getting to meet people like you and you know, I've just met some amazing people with amazing stories. Oh, I love football. So going to a football game, obviously without COVID and I'm a huge music fan. I love going to festivals and things like that. And we, we have one here locally. Um, it's called Kabu and it was supposed to be two weeks ago. So it was a sad weekend here because um, obviously we didn't do it this year, but music is probably my top, like it, it, it really inspires me and moves me. And I'm always trying to find new songs. My friends all know, oh, ask Jill, she'll, she'll know what song to listen to, or she'll tell you a new song or new bands or things like that. So, yeah. So is, the, um, is that music festival, is it always the same weekend every year? Yeah. Is it like what, the, the last weekend in September? It's like the second or third weekend in September, yeah. I think it was the what, what's It's called Kaboo? Yeah, it's K-A-A-B-O-O. And what, what, are the t what are your top three musical acts? The Cure, by far, is my favorite band of all time. Um, what am I into right now? Um, oh, I was not prepared for this question. There's so many. Um, I love a band called Nothing But Thieves. They're obscure. All my music is going to be on the alternative um, vein. And I mean, I love Dave Matthews. I've, um, one of my favorite live bands is uh, One Republic. Like they put on an amazing show. I, I was going to ask you, what's your favorite all-time concert you've ever been to? Oh gosh, it was The Cure. Um, it was here at San Diego State and they played every single song that I wanted them to play. That was my ultimate. Okay, so the plans for 2021 is, I'm gonna do a retreat 
probably a four or five day retreat in San Diego. Oh, great. So if we time it for this music festival, we can invite people to extend their stay and go to the music festival, yes? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, we'll put that on the book. And it's it's an adult music festival. Like, you know, you hear about Coachella and that's just a shit show, let's be honest. And I've been to Coachella and it's super fun, but Kabo is an adult music festival where they have, you know, they have high-end porta potties, not just the porta potties that you don't want to go in and um, it's 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 a an elevated experience. It's more civilized. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Final, final, final question. Okay. Do you have a quote? Do you have a mantra? Do you have a Bible verse that? Yes, and I, I don't know it by heart though. Maybe you, maybe you know it if I start to say it. And I, you did not prepare me for this, my friend. And I should have known because I asked you all this stuff. Um, it's, it's the one that God says, um, I'm, I'm here to prosper you. Do you know which one I'm talking about? No, um, I was raised Catholic. I know nothing about God. Yeah, I, I need to have it out because I need to be talking about it too on my series. But it's, it's something like, I am not here to harm you. I'm here to prosper you. Just God saying that I want to give you whatever is going to make you happy. And I think that's really, really beautiful. And I feel stupid that I don't know it by heart. Well, my version of that, we didn't come to the planet to suffer. Yeah. We actually came to live joyful, abundant, radiant lives. That's, that's the invitation. That's the promise. Yeah. That which gets in the way of that is me. And it sounds like through your interview series and through your second act CEO, you're trying to help women shift their perception and realize what fucking badasses they actually are. Yeah. Exactly. You're amazing, Jill. Thank you. I feel the same about you. I'm so glad to have met you. And I'm sure that we will have a friendship for many years past just this series. So it's been, it's been, I'm so grateful. I'm trying to remember how I found you. I don't know if I found you on, I think I was searching for top authors on books about grieving. And I think that's how I came across you. Remind folks, how do they access this interview series yes it's thriving after he's gone.com that's the website and it's just a quick opt-in page that you would just sign up and then we'll be sending out emails when the it gets closer to having the series launch so and if folks want to contact you directly about any of your serial entrepreneurship businesses, how would they get a hold of you? Um, just support at Second Act CEO um, is a good email address for me. And that's the number 2ND. So support at 2ndactactceo.com. Thank you, Jill. Thank you. It was a pleasure. I'll talk to you soon. Have a okay. great day. Okay, you Bye -bye. too. Bye.